now we will begin the dance. This is the Brahms dance. Hello and welcome once again to Post Game of Thrones, the official Game of Thrones podcast of the books of the show of the George R. R. Martin. I'm your host, Eddie Colazzo, also known as George R. R. Squartan. And with me, as always, is Brick Sogglesby. Hey, I'm your sad, sullen boy, the son you never had. I yours is way better. That was good. I was waiting to use I used that one like a week ago and I've just been holding on to it since then. Yeah. Mm. We are all, we're all, we are all squirt. We, we are all squirt, Ken. <laughs> we are all squirting. Oh, we are the squirts in the wind, dude. Mm. Are we dancer or are we squirters? Mm-hmm. Uh, this this episode of Game is of Thrones, somebody's first episode that, that we, they're listening to. Oh, I, I meant of Game of Thrones, but also this. oh yeah, the show. Uh, and it's called The Queen's Justice, and it was episode seven, uh, season seven, episode three of that season. And it was written by D and D, and it sucked the dick right off a dog. It sucked the dick right off a dog. Um, I do want to say before we before we dive into this one, um, next week's episode is directed by the guy who directed the Nightman Cometh from Always Sunny, so the show's going to be good again next week. Mark it down, call your bet your betmen, and <laughs> tell them that the show's good again. It better. This be. is the last. They got all the bad stuff out this week. Uh-huh. Do you know we're like halfway done with the season already? Did you know we only have ten more episodes of the show, period? It's good. It's good. <laughs> I was, I did want to bring up something that you, I, you you brought up somewhere on the online last night that, like, you said you wouldn't watch this if you didn't do the podcast. Yes. And yeah, I came to that same conclusion last night. Mm-hmm. When you At were least watching not... this episode for the second time. Yeah, yeah, I sure did. Um, I sure did spend four hours cumulatively watching the show last night. So let me just let me just hit you with this. This is on the Wikipedia page for the episode that aired last night. Oh, I hope it, you're on the reception page because I can't wait. It deals with that. Good. This is actually in like the first opening paragraph. It's like at the top of the page. It says the Queen's Justice received high praise from critics who considered the long-awaited meeting between Daenerys and Jon, the unexpected arrival of Bran at Winterfell, the bait and switch scene concerning. Rock and Highgarden, and the final performances of Indira Varma and Diana Rigg as the highlights of the episode. Uh, it's bad. So everything that happened was the highlight of the episode. Uh-huh. And it was, it's, like, do we watch the same show? It's real, like, I, uh, I, I, I worry that I, I'm, I'm trying every week to not turn the show into just the Peacock reading series, where we just read all of the, like, complete... Yeah, the people who watch a different show than the one that we watched and just completely lick boot about literally everything that happens. It's people can't see me, but my arms are as outstretched as possible right now, and I'm like facing a wall and screaming. Yeah, this is definitely a different show that other people are watching because in reception it says Matt Fowler of IGN described the episode as amazing, saying the Queen's Justice did justice to the long-awaited coming to get. Do you get it? Coming together of Jon Snow. Do you get it? Of Jon nice. Snow and Daenerys Targaryen. With a devilishly good script and some pointed action, along with a few twists and turns. Like, what the fuck? Like, not is that what I saw. They should teach citations in school. Citation needed? Yeah. Shane Ryan of Paste Magazine wrote, It was by far the best episode of the season. 
like this episode makes me want to defend the last two episodes. Okay, so this guy who says it was the best episode of the season also says Littlefinger is a boring non-character spouting cliches. Cersei's revenge tour is torture porn on a level with Ramsay Bolton, and Euron is quickly becoming too ridiculous to take seriously, even though he makes me laugh. Ten out of ten. Yeah, a lot of Euron did a lot of funny stuff in this episode. I would say a lot of comedy joke, classic jokes. He's so funny and strong and kill. This is the thing that hey, I like most about him. What I like about this show is that, you know, it's, it's, it's balls to the wall, mile a minute. We only have 10 episodes left. So every act, every episode's action packed. Um, can't fit Arya Stark into every episode, but I'm, I think we can fit Euron Greyjoy in every episode. I think we can fit Jorah Mormont in every episode, but not have Arya in everyone. Remember how the people of King's Landing cheered because Euron Greyjoy paraded two women they don't know around chain around on chains? Everybody in that town should be shouting "Who" in Peacock voice. <laughs> and okay, we'll, we'll we'll get to it. Okay. I watched this episode twice and I don't remember anything that happened. Okay, well, I have I have eight thousand words of notes, but well, as, I'm, as, as Super Mario says, here we go. So let's here we go. Let's yeah, jump into the pipe and then. So, okay. So you, know, hey. you know the start when you start up Super Mario 64 and you, like, stretch his face around? <laughs> That's me, like, recording this episode. Yeah. And going, oh, no! And I <laughs> remember what happened. Yeah. Um, hmm. I was trying to find a cunnilingus joke about that, but I couldn't. Let's move on. Let's, hey, let, we got a long way to go. Let's... Remember <laughs> when you could pull out Mario's tongue? Yeah. And then, anyways. So... Do you think Mario eats pussy? No. Doesn't like a him? like a mustache. Huh? Anyways, do you think Mario eats pussy? <laughs> um, I don't know if Mario yeah. does. Which which of the like Mario like the friend? turtle Yoshi? Yeah. Toad? No, Yoshi. Because he doesn't. He look like a mushroom. He already looks like a no. Penis. You're thinking a toad. Yoshi's oh. a horse. Toad is the guy with the mushroom on his head. Mm-hmm. Totally yeah, but he doesn't. You, he doesn't use that mushroom. Like a dick. <laughs> Confirm. You heard it here first. Yeah, Toad eats pussy. Anyways, so Yoshi's hey, a turtle. I know Yoshi's like a lizard or something. He's a horse. He's a horse. I thought he was a gecko. <laughs> Possible. I'll I'll get in touch with Miyamoto-san and I'll okay. ask him what he thinks about it. I Eddie, I hate to interrupt, but I just can't wait to talk about this episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I looked at my notes, and it's good, actually, I remembered. Okay. Let's hear it. Okay, so this show started a mile a minute. You got a mile a minute, doesn't, never stops. And John and his best friend Davos Seaworth, his best friend, are already at Dragonstone. Remember when the king in the north, Jon Snow, took one dude to Dragonstone with him? Mm-hmm. And he didn't get, like, uh, like attacked or assaulted over the sea? Hey, but... remember how there's battles with thousands of ships on the same sea that he's taking? So how did he get here? He would have had to leave Winterfell and then, like, take off from somewhere, right? Yeah. Because Winterfell is landlocked. And he definitely didn't sail around the west. <laughs> so he must have left he, took, from Winter- he takes Davos and sails into the west. <laughs> Remember how it took, in the first season, it took three episodes to get to King's Landing? Mm-hmm. Anyway, Jon probably got there and then Cersei didn't know about it. And then he left to go to Dragonstone and he got there. Whatever. That's the least... Like, I didn't even consider that <laughs> compared yeah, to everything time, else. Timeline's, like, it's it's the least of my concerns at this point. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so t- Tyrion and John shake hands and they're best friends. And who cares about like the Lannister betrayal at the red, red wedding or like Tyrion's dagger being thought to attack Bran or anything like that. They're best friends and they have piss memories from the time they pissed on the wall. They p- he, him piss once. Him piss once and they're both the protagonists and they look at each other and say, you are, you am a good guy. And then they're friends. And then, yeah. And he's like, oh, this is a good guy. I know him. And Davos says, okay, it's good to meet you. Hi, Miss Ande from the Isle of Knot. I bet it's very beautiful and fun there, and you lived a good hey, life there. He's so fucking creepy to Miss Ande for no reason. <laughs> he goes up, and I'm not even, I was just about to defend Davos, and I do want to get back to that point, but, like, he just, he shows up to Miss Ande, he's like, where's your accent from? It's so exotic. And then he goes back to John and's like, this place has changed. Mm-hmm. Because there's a brown lady on it. There's a woman of color here, and there's also three dragons, and also all of your friends are dead, and there's a new owner of the island, and also it's daytime now. It can finally be daytime. <laughs> it's like it's like Alaska at Dragonstone, depending yeah. on the time of the year. Like, yeah. One thing you gotta know about Davos Seaworth, though, before we move on, mm-hmm. is that he doesn't care about his dead sons. He does not, because Tyrion he killed doesn't all care. of them. <laughs> Tyrion exploded all of his dead sons, and does almost... This- does this come up? It immediately when they're still on the beach. Tom or Tyr- they're walking up to uh, they're walking up to like the Dragonstone Castle place, and Tyrion says, "Davos, you know we fought on opposite sides at the Blackwater." And then Davos just laughs it off and says, "Unluckily for me, your sons died." No, oh, no, that was in season two. It was so long ago. We don't have time to talk about that now. <laughs> We're both good guys, Davos. We're friends. Sorry, um, sorry, I set all your kids on fire with with magic with magic fire, but um, we got we got to advance this plot. So let's. Anyways, yeah. So then Tyrion and John, speaking of good conversations <laughs> that honor history, Tyrion and John um, talk about how um, how his man his marriage to Sansa was a sham marriage. And one thing, just one quick thing, you've got to know about feudalism is that royal marriages could just not matter if you decide that you don't like them anymore. Mm-hmm. And you can just say, that wasn't, we weren't married. Oh, and then Tyrion, he tells John he didn't fuck his sister. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's oh, the good she, I mean, she's, she's not his sister because uh, Tyrion says, well, bad things happen when Starks go south, and then, <laughs> and then, and then Jon the, Snow the, says... The foreshadowing award of the year! And then Jon Snow says, but I'm not a Stark, and then a dragon flies and eats all of them and says, do you get it? And then it takes a big Rhaegal jump. the dragon swoops over John. do you get it? Rhaegal, Rhaegar, 100 decibel dragon roar. He, like, and shoots, then... shoots in the air and it leaves, like, a chemtrail, like, uh... <laughs> it, says <laughs> it says, eat at Joe's. It says, eat at Joe's, also, do you get it? And it's, it says, eat at Khaleesi. <laughs> and the thing... Hey, remember? Hey! Hey! <laughs> remember? Remember in season four when, um... The dragons were so wild, and Missandei saw that uh, the dragon ate a little girl and then spit out her bones. And now she's like... just listen now. They were trained off-screen now. They they were trained ever since that one time when they needed to dramatically appear to burn all the slavers. And then they knew, like, they they listened to, to Khaleesi now. Tyrion tamed them. Tyrion tamed them. He said, he said, uh, I want, he said his line from the book, that's a good one. He's like, it could be a small dragon. And then the dragon said, we know what that means. We read the book. And then they're nice now. Wow. I sure did just read that line from A Feast for Crows and like almost cried. And then I completely forgot that it was even in the show because it doesn't matter. Yep. That's usually how it works. 
Yeah. So Melisandre, hey, one thing you got to know about Melisandre is that she loves to just look off balconies at the beginning that's of every all, episode. That's all. And if you're at Dragonstone, that's all you can do. It's not even the only time it happens. You can episode. only look off like into the sea distance or sit on the Stannis' throne that he loves to sit on. He loves that throne. <laughs> Those are the only things, two things he can do. Mm-hmm. So, Melis- so Melisandre's up on this, like, cliff with Varys, and Varys is like, oh, you told Jon Snow to come here, but you're not going to see him. Something bad happened. And she says, yes, I'm going to leave now because the plot doesn't require me, but I'm going to come back and die someday. And also, you're going to die, too. Goodbye. Yeah, you can only die in Westeros, I guess. Um, also, I'm old. Check out my old boobs. And then she leaves. Re- remember how we, we used to see her, her, her private cups all the time, but ever since she found out <laughs> that, that she's old, we haven't seen so much as an ankle? From from Nellie Sanders, yeah. Maybe maybe I don't want to talk. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> it's all bad. Um, this episode hey, is sixty three minutes long. This episode is sixty nine minutes long, and the number. So, hey, remember this season eight? It's going to have episodes that are two hours long, and I think we honestly might have to like split up into two episodes because I can't fucking do that twice in a night. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about that when we get to it. God. I don't think about that. Hey, you know this, we've been building to it for seven seasons. since 2011 before Mitt Romney and and Paul Ryan were a twinkle in their dad's eye. Mm-hmm. 2011, they've been building to this moment, and John walks into the throne room, and do you remember any conversation they have? Ah, uh, fuck. Um, Miss Anday says all the, all the whatever. She says all Daenerys. Oh, yeah, and then Davos says the, he's a funny... And then Davos, Davos says, says a funny line. And then Davos says, this is Jon Snow, he's king of the north. And then everyone collapses and laughs. And, they, and then... Because Daenerys has, has a lot of titles, and that's her character. And then then Davos, he doesn't say any of Jon's, even though he has them. He's king of the north, Lord, Lord Commander of the Night's Watch, uh, all that. Close watch is ended, and he's a zombie. It's funny! And then, and then Tyrion says Bazingo, and then everyone claps and laughs. Uh huh. And then the one, the one thing from the from history that they're bringing up this week is Torrin Stark, um, mm-hmm. to, to 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 prove to AV Club that they've read the books. So uh, Daenerys is there, and she's like, "Hey, uh, Torrin Stark was the king who knelt, and then there have been centuries of peace between the Starks and Targaryen." <laughs> One thing you gotta know One thing about you after gotta the conquest know is, is that, that we're in the year three hundred, like <laughs> after conquest, because that's how long Targaryens have ruled. So not that many centuries, and, but okay. And I, I can't think of any wars that have happened since the conquest. Yeah, and then she says, "So that was that was good." And now, since he did that, you have to do that too. And then John says, "Well, your father burned my my grandpop and my peoples <laughs> and my uncle." And then Daenerys says, well, we shouldn't have to deal with what our parents did. One thing you've got to know about feudalism is that you're not beholden to vows of your ancestors or anything like that. And then this just goes on for like 25 minutes. It goes on for 25 minutes and not a single pussy is munched. And Remember how um, Davos is going to say that Jon died and came back to life and then Jon like stops him from saying it? Yeah. So this is my like consuming my world because... It means that if you think about... So, so do the Northern Lords know that he died and came back to life? There's, like... This isn't a quibble. Like, this is not... This is not a peacock brand. Like, because if they don't know that he died and came back to life, then he's a deserter of the Night's Watch. Yeah. And then he has to die. Because that's what the crime is. 
Because that's what happened in the first scene of the first episode of the that's, show. And that's actually deserted. like the first thing that happens in the show when we're introduced to characters who have names. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Daenerys it's the one thing that they actually know, and, like show watchers actually know about the North, is that they actually give a shit about the Night's Watch a little bit. And Daenerys, who is trying to be queen of all the Seven Kingdoms, should she should just kill him. Like he, sh- what should have happened is he should have went there, and she'll be like, "Why shouldn't I kill you for being a deserter?" And she's a good guy. He's a good guy. I I guess if they gotta be anyway. This happens for twenty five minutes. It happens for twenty five minutes, and John says that they're all children playing in a game, and Danny gets angry, and then Tyrion explains what yeah, figures of this, speech are. This one section required her to be have a fucking smooth brain, and John says, <laughs> "Oh, we're all children in this grand scheme of things, or some we're all children in God's eyes, or some shit like that." Uh-huh. And Dana- D- Daenerys is like, "Why is he calling me a baby? I'm the queen." And Tyrion says, no, that's not what he meant. It's, like, not really. <laughs> Daenerys is just opening an Edgar Allan Poe poetry book, and she's like, what does the raven mean? I don't get it. <laughs> Daenerys says, come down to the basement of a Dragonstone, Jon Snow. I have a whole mountain full of, of the good obsidian that you want. Come downstairs, Jon Snow. I have a mountain. Okay. And I'm the, I, was, I, don't, I don't have the energy to make cunnilingus jokes anymore. Um, just, like it's gonna happen, so just save it for the episode when it does. It's gonna happen next episode. <laughs> Is like, that your prediction? That's always been the prediction. Okay. Oh, and, do you mean is the prediction always next episode, or is the prediction episode? No, four the prediction is episode four. Okay. Okay. Um, but who who cares? Um, so John does the exact same argument as Stannis like, did they, about how the dead are the true enemy. Like they just say things. Like nothing their their conversation doesn't make any sense. She also I do want to like note this. Like she's like Daenerys is like talking about her history and all the bad things that happened to her. She says that she was like she says that she was raped. Which uh-huh. has to be about Drogo, right? I guess. Cuz that's the only time it happened on screen to my memory. Yeah. And it, I mean it's cool cuz like it definitely was. Mm-hmm. It just like I don't know that the show has ever like, brought it, it, it up that way before. Yeah. And, like, in the book, she, of course, she has, like, a complicated relationship about the whole thing. Because she has a lot of complicated relationships, and, and she doesn't just hate her entire family when the scene requires it. Remember when she her face didn't move the whole time? Her face didn't move the whole time, though. She, um, used, also, up, she, she used up all her energy in that one scene we always went kind of. Uh-huh. And she, she's, hey, you know the one thing that she has that kept her going through all that? Faith. Okay. Not in any gods or legends, because she's an atheist, and believing in gods in this world where gods are demonstrably real is bad. Mm-hmm. And she can only she believes in herself. Mm-hmm. Oh. What was that? Drop my phone because I saw a spider on the screen. Was it a like real a picture? Spider? No, it was a video of a spider. <laughs> okay. I'll get it. My phone. Want, me to, want me to get it? I'll grab it. Okay. It's okay. Okay. Speaking of the spider, Ooh, they're goodness. about to. They're arguing, and then da- Daenerys is like, "Hey, uh, being king in the north means that you're an open rebellion of me, and I should execute you for that." But then Varys interrupts, and they don't talk about it anymore. Yeah, so she's like, "I'm going to kill you anyway," and then Varys comes in, and he does the like cartoon thing where he goes next to her ear, and he goes, "And we can't hear anything." Yeah. And then she goes, okay, you can leave now and eat food. Goodbye. She said, she says, you must forgive my manners. And then John says, no problem. I'm, each, I'm excellent at teaching manners. But and then, um, so she, Daenerys gets Dorn news from Varys. That it went bad. Her plan that had happened for no reason went badly. The only reason this happened is so she can't immediately kill everyone. Like, I, I, the, I know yeah. we talked about that. 
No, yeah, the whole the whole first three episodes are just like, hey, hey, David, wait. She should be able to take King's Landing really quickly, but we have 13 episodes. Oh, all right. Well, think about this. What if she didn't? Hey, David. Yeah? Arya's an in- Needle's an instrument of revenge. Uh, fuck, what did he say? Oh, uh, the Tyrells aren't good at fighting. <laughs> Dragonstone is a historically boring place, David. <laughs> did he say that? He said it in the inside the episode this week. I, I only get those through, like, clips of other people talking about them, so I don't know exact, the exact words, but... I, was, I watched it right before the episode, it was great. Um... You know, you know, you guys know you rewrote Dragonstone the past seasons, right? So when you claim that it was boring, you are correct, but also it's I, you. I still have this Wikipedia of the, of the episode up, and it says Jim Broadbent as Archmaester Ebrose. So he's not Marwyn. Maybe it's his, his full name is Marwyn Ebrose, because Archmaesters have two names now. Oh, I see. Okay, continue. Um, let's see what he's been up to. Oh, he's the guy that talks to Pate in a Feast for Crows prologue. Okay. Is, wow, is, it's just like the books. Uh, oh, God. Okay, whatever. So, anyways, so speaking of uh, speaking speaking of cowards who aren't r- real men, Theon gets pulled up from on a boat by I guess his friends, the Ironborn. I guess the good ones. So this is all that's happened. He Theon gets pulled on the boat. And they said, hey, it's Theon, what happened? And he says, they took my my sister, and then I tried to save her. And then the guy says no, and then they step over him, and that's the whole scene. Yeah, and who cares? Um, and literally every single, 100% of every meat space person that I have interacted with, um, since last week's episode, now thinks that, like, Theon's a major coward p- pussy who isn't strong and should should have immediately had himself and Yara butchered by Euron, because... Because trauma's not real. Because that's what, what that's, what, that's what bravery does. One thing about Ned Stark is that he explained to his children and his wards that bravery is um, only good when you're not scared. Yeah, the only time you can be brave is when you take your Jack Sparrow 4D adventure ship into the night, and then you ride a giant wooden dragon down while laughing like the Joker, and then <laughs> you crash onto a ship and you kill two women who no one likes because the show wrote them that way, and it's supposed to be a good thing. <laughs> my favorite old man story was the story about the Joker. Mm-hmm. The the Jared Leto Joker or the Midnight Toker? <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Anyway. Um. So the, hey. So speaking of the Greyjoys, are you, I'm so glad they adapted Greyjoys. Um. So the small folk are all extremely happy about everything that's been going on in King's Landing lately. So. Yaron is parading three women who the small folk who have no idea who they are around on chains, and they're throwing, like, vegetables and tomatoes and shit at them. And one thing you gotta know about the small folk is that they have so much food that they can just throw they extra have food. So, the thing about the small folk is they love throwing their food that they <laughs> can eat at women. Yeah. So, this is happening. So, Flea bottom hot, on top. Hot Pie knows... Hot Pie, who does not live in King's Landing knows that Cersei blew up the Sept, but the mm-hmm. people who live there don't care, and they cheer when a guy brings ladies they don't know there on chains, and then says, fuck you to them. Yeah, all the Baratheons are dead, and Marjorie the Queen we loved is dead, and Tom and the King we loved is dead. We're happy still! Like, this, this is... 
if there was like a Westerosi version of Americlaps, like mm-hmm. my face when Americlaps, this would be the scene that people are talking about. This is like my my face when like Westerosi claps have a parade of torture women. Like yeah, my face when uh, Westerosi claps call Ned call Pop Pop Head Chop Ned Stark. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's like, oh, this is what people, this is like a fun Bravos meme that they all know. Yeah. The thing, we, we do need to talk about the one, the one person who's, who's like, who's elbowing his way to the front and towering over everybody else. And he's just clapping as hard as he can at the camera and he shouts, yeah, Greyjoy. <laughs> Will's well. <laughs> it's the same guy. It's the same guy. But would that, would that guy have been at yeah i think that guy just likes to go around and yell things because i was gonna mm-hmm. say would he be at a royal wedding and probably yeah he's um he, he's good so you're on he has his, his he has his, one thing you gotta know about king's landing is that they love kinslayers one thing you gotta know about king's landing is they love the Greyjoys. who constantly attack them and kill them and steal them to rape and murder them remember last episode how they were like oh the the people the common folk of king's landing will not take kindly to invaders from other kingdoms and then the ironborn show up and they're like oh cool (laughs) nice cool pirate yeah great joy and um so euron has his uh niece on a leash and he says it's making him hard and move up move over ramsey Move over, over um, Ramsey. There's a new Ramsey and Ham. And his name is Ramsey. His name is Ramsey, Joker, Greyjoy. Um, and, then, and then they go into the throne room where more people are standing and clapping. And clapping. They, eight hours a day, they just... They just stand and clap. And then Euron's like, hey, what's up? I brought you this stuff. And then he says, okay, so are you going to marry me now? And Cersei says, oh, when the war's over. And, and Euron goes, oh! Like he he's very confused and it's like a comedy moment and then he goes to to Jamie and he's like hey everyone in the world knows you fuck and no one cares so do your sister like it when you put a finger in her butt uh huh that's what yeah he said. that's pretty much it this episode this, um, yeah, this, he- this uh this episode was written by David Benioff and DB Weiss <laughs> who will be writing Confederate on HBO in the near future mm-hmm. um. So, the cool thing about Euron Greyjoy is that he's the only person who cares about Marcella. Yeah. Did anybody mention Marcella in season six? Once? Uh, like, rem- maybe the remember, Sand Snakes did. Remember when in, in the books it's a whole big thing? Like, the plot is that Marcella's down there with a, a king's guard because she's part of the royal family, and she doesn't have that in the show because then she had to die. So they just didn't do that. Remember when the Sand Snakes teleported on a boat to kill Tristane? And then um, he he said, I'm not hungry. And then they said, we're not here to feed you. We're here to kill you. Yeah. And then, cool. and then one of them said, probably said, like, I was going to kill him, you bitch. Or like, <laughs> and then. I was going to say, what accent is that? But yeah, that's the Sand Snake accent for sure. And and then they were like, "Oh, you love your mother, you dumb whore. And then. Mama, mama. <laughs> my mama. My mom, um, uh, it's bad. So yeah, so Euron's in charge of the navy now, and Jamie's leading the army, and Jamie makes sad cuck face about it. Um, and then Euron's, oh god, I forgot about his Joker shit this episode. Jamie's like, hey, the people are fickle, and they'll cheer to see your head on a spike. And Euron's like, actually, the people just love to see severed heads because I'm Littlefinger, and it's great TV. 
Um, Some men just want to watch the world burn. Is what he said. <laughs> Move over, Ramsey. And then Robert Strong is there. And then they're in a dungeon. With Cersei and Ilaria and Tyene Sand. So Cersei, so Ilaria is tied up, and then the the Sand Snake is, whoever it is, doesn't matter. And then she's tied up, and then Cersei talks for 25 minutes about how she knows that she was killed by a kiss. And then she puts poison on her, she puts pink lip gloss on, and then she kisses Sand Snake and says, she's going to die forever. And then (laughs) Maester Kyburn says, yeah, she will. And then they leave. She's literally wearing lip smackers so that the idiot audience can understand what she's doing while she gives a 20-minute speech about what she's doing. Remember how... It's amazing. Remember how we got that in the last season because Ilaria's nose was bleeding, and then she drank a potion? She drank, like, a healing potion, and then she was better, but this was this was different because Cersei had lipstick on. She had lipstick on. Um, I don't even... The thing about... Like, pointing out inconsistencies in Cersei scenes is I can hear the AV club, like, Jeff AV club, just, like, barging into my room with a battering ram and saying, well, actually, Cersei's nonsensical, so it makes sense for her to just be doing random shit. So, like, whatever. But, um, also, but in this episode, Cersei loves her children more than anything and only wanted to be a mother to Marcella. Remember how, uh, Jamie was real sad that Olena killed Joffrey, who he once called a spurt of seed? <laughs> Do you remember that? Uh, hey, remember when Jamie has sex with his sister who he loves in this episode? It's when there's ten episodes to go. So this, like, I guess, like, the acting from uh, Ilaria is good, but uh-huh. she's just, like, screaming and crying, and it's sad, but, like... Yeah, I'm... it's the thing, the the only emotion that's allowed in this show is just being tortured as an emotion. But, but like, like, I don't care about any of these characters. Why would you? Who are you supposed to root for? So, like, I asked Kim this. I was like, whose side are we supposed to be on in this scene? One thing about torture that you gotta know is that it's good when Arya does it, and it's bad when bad characters do it. You know how everyone says the books, it's like, there are no, like, good characters, and it's all shades of gray. So, in the show, what that they think that means is one character is being tortured, and the other one kills the kid. So, who's the good one? Yeah. Maybe it's none of us, actually, and God isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hot take. Man, Littlefinger might have said the stupidest shit he's ever said in this episode. He I can't def- wait to talk about that. He definitely does. It was, it's, uh, I, it was I like, gotta save it. It was like one of us making fun of the chaos it's as a ladder. Truly, truly, actually, there's no way to analyze did it. You, Everybody in the AV Club tried. Did you write down the actual text of it? Um, I think I wrote down some of it. Okay, we'll, we'll get to it. So yeah, Tyene's saying "Mama, Mama," and it's a poison kiss. And um, they they like the scene ends with Alaria and Tyene; their arms are shackled behind them, so they just lunge their torsos at each other, and it's supposed to be dramatic. And like Christopher Nolan music is playing, but it looks so bad. It's oh. it's just goofy. Hey, since hey, since everything, since every named character in Dorne is dead now, let's recap. What was the point? Um, they knew that Dorne was in the books, and they had to do something, and they didn't know what to do with it. They knew that Dorne was in the book. It is in the books. It's one of the seven ones, and they people would be like, hey, what's the seventh one if they didn't do it? So yeah, that was worth it. Uh, but before, before, okay, let's, let's do the next scene, and then we'll go to, 
the Iron Bank. The Joe Star family, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's a hard cut. Okay, so uh, Cersei does the evil thing, and then it's a hard cut to Jamie's golden hand. Did you get it? Mm-hmm. And um, he, he takes off his hand and he puts it on the table, and then uh, Cersei walks in and she's like, let me suck that dick. And then, she gives him a poison blowjob. Oh, my God. What? That's what happens. Take it up with George. That was vulgar. Take it up with George. Okay. <laughs> And that's what happens, and then, and then they they wouldn't it wouldn't it be funny though if like just like she she wipes off uh, like the poison before she does kissy, uh-huh. um, and like she, but in the last scene she just said that Kyburn like was like, researching the poisons that the sand snakes abused, and this would be very funny if she just misunderstood how Tyene's boner poison worked, mm-hmm. and she was and like, oh, boner you, poison, yeah, you have to get it, you have to get that, <laughs> out of her. yeah, you have to give the dick the poison suck, uh. Uh-huh. And then, so then they do it, and they do fuck you or whatever, and then it's, like, the next day or whatever, and then she gets up and is drinking, and then, uh, some, like, not, yeah. like, servant comes who has exactly the same haircut as Cersei for no reason, and she opens the door wide so you can see Jamie's like, laying in the bed, and then she's like, okay, I don't care, goodbye. And then... Yeah, the Iron Maiden, Hand Maiden says, the Iron Bank is here, and Cersei says, great, I need new sheets because my brother's cum is all over this. <laughs> like... That has to be the purpose of this scene, right? Is that, like, everyone knows yeah, and no one cares? Yeah, because, I mean, Jamie's like, you can't let them know. And then Cersei's like, actually, it's season seven, and I read the script, and I can. Mm-hmm. Did that happen? So before Cersei uh, talks to the Iron Bank, let's, let's, visit, let's visit them ourselves. Do you get it? Like a transition. Oh, that's good. Like a, like a suga. <laughs> that's what they're called. Okay. Um, we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Thrones. And we can, uh, you can give us money and we'll do nice things for you. Except, has, uh, has Matt from Ampeline been the patron yet? I fucking hope not. Because he is today and we're gonna fucking roast that boy. Uh, oh, yeah, so, hell yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, at, uh, at $5 a month you'll get special shoutouts in the episode and we can, we'll read a short message if you send one in. And then at $10 you'll, you're, you'll get a cool name in the Discord chat. And you can be in the live streams we do, and it'll be cool and fun. And today's special shout out is Matt, Matt Tremampoline, Tremampoline Tumblr Matt. I was catching an Articuno at Tim Hortons I today. I failed to catch an Articuno seventeen times <laughs> in Canada. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Do you have a Matt Tremampoline impression, Kim? Um. Nope. Yeah. Old Simpsons is better. Wrote all these different song lyrics like three days ago on his Facebook that had nothing to do with bare naked ladies. Kim trolled him on Facebook about the bare naked ladies. <laughs> there were all the other songs that didn't know who bare naked ladies were, so I didn't. Yeah, trolled, owned. <laughs> Good, good one. Yeah. Okay. So if you want us to roast you, give us five dollars. Do you have the special message? The only bare naked ladies I want to see are on the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> what? They do the theme song. They do? Yeah. I didn't know that. No, yeah, I was um, I was walking downtown a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and there was like this outside outdoor concert, and I couldn't place who the band was, and then they started doing the Big Bang Theory, and I was like, oh, cool, it's bare naked ladies. Yeah, it's been. Um... Do you have the uh, the, short, the special message? Yes. 
Um, yeah, we have another. Um, we have we have messages from actual friends of the show. <laughs> um, it's uh, this is uh, hey, y'all hear about fear baiting? Fear um, baiting? What's that? Uh, well, I have a verbatim thing that I'm just gonna read. Um, mm. Are you tired of listening to two straight idiots talk about bad <laughs> TV shows? Try two gay idiots talking about the good horror movies. Every week, Luna, a trans lesbian and new convert to the genre, and Blair, a seasoned fan and bi lady, talk about a movie they watched. They look at this genre through as gay a lens as possible, and also shout and also shout about whether Jason Voorhees is a bottom. And what if that, but also Animorphs? Check out the Wonder Yerks with the same two people. Find us wherever you get this podcast from. We're everywhere. Thank you. Yeah, um, me and Eddie were on some episodes. They were also, if you we if you on, need, like... We were on episodes, and just go and download the episodes uh, me and Brooks were on, like, over and over and over, and don't listen to any other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but listen to all of them. Yeah. But also, we're Luna, we're, we're Luna and Blair, and I, I wonder what color the Babadook's cum is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Last night, Luna asked me if we were going to do an impression of her. So, uh, there you go. Uh, they're fucking, I guess this is like a joint. So, the next, um... Yeah, more like we, weed. We, the next, good. The next, uh, stream, monthly stream we're going to do is Fire Pro Wrestling Returns, or whatever it's called. And all our $10 donors are getting, like, a choice of what wrestler they want to be represented as. And they fucking chose the, like, disgusting baby from Eraserhead. So I'm gonna have to find a way to make that into like a wrestle human. Don't look it yeah. up; it's gross. Eraserhead baby. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's let's live. Okay, extremely. Ugh. It's not good to look at. Is it's it? like bad ET, and e- I thought ET was bad. It's like ET when he like comes up out of the water and he's all soggy, but worse. Yeah. So I'm gonna have a lot. I'm gonna have that. <laughs> this is what Rago looks like to me. <laughs> It's a mix of Rago and Great John Umber. It's When you take off Rago's wig, this is what it looks like. <laughs> God, that baby looked like shit. Alright, let's, uh... Let's get back to the episode. Okay, so... No, we don't have any more impressions left. That's so much more fun. We need... No, we have to... We have ten more episodes of this, did we? We have to spread them out. Okay, so... And also, Cersei... I don't know how... I don't know a lot of our donors... <laughs> So I don't know if I can... Yeah, me neither. Yeah, we've kind of exhausted it for the most... It's yeah. okay. We can just assume that all of our donors live in Canada and like play Pokemon Go like Matt. Yeah. So, anyways. Cersei is having wine with Tycho Nosaurus of the Iron Bank. Um, and he gives her condolences for Tommen, and Cersei doesn't care about her kids now in this scene. <laughs> That's pretty much... And also, like, I didn't... I must have been, like... Uh, like passed out while this happened, but Cersei says that the like uh-huh. explosion of the sept was a mistake, a tragic accident. By by whomst? And then Tycho smirks and says, oh, "Yeah, okay." Remember how the the Iron Bank of Bravos, the one free city that doesn't like get involved with slavery, has been profiting massively from the slave trade. One thing you gotta know about the free city of Bravos is that they which love was, slaves, which was founded by slaves, like escaped slaves from Valyria. You know. Like, that's something, that would have been the worst thing in this episode in, like, season three. Yeah. That would have been the major thing that we would be like, eh, eh, about the entire episode. But it's just a fucking drop in the bucket at this point. <sighs> so, um, Cersei says, Daenerys is a revolutionary, not a monarch, and I can't fucking wait for 
Dan and Daenerys have that conversation for three fucking episodes where she's like, I am a revolutionary, not a Khaleesi. She, oh, no, she's gonna definitely going to be a Khaleesi more than anything else, because that's what the, the merchandise says. <laughs> I'm not a Khaleesi. I'm Khaleesi. Oh. Oh. Okay. Let me, <laughs> let me get this down. <laughs> Uh, what? Dova I I want her to say Jemmy Revy so bad. <laughs> I want her to fucking say Jemmy Revy so bad. But I'm not gonna go watch old episodes. Is the thing I can't find it, but she says it all the time. <sighs> it's she says it as much as Dothraki say votes. <laughs> this is gonna be was isn't it like that picture of Stalin or something that later like that guy was edited out of it. <laughs> Like that's I thought you the, meant the I thought you meant the good hair haircut picture, but okay, no, yeah, that that's one. also a good one. But the, when the guy like was edited, yeah, out when he got like yeah, like that's the the show went back and like scrubbed through for all mentions of Jemmy Rebby as soon as they realized we found out about no, it. Yeah. It's just like Littlefinger says, there's a million universes, and we just like happen to be in the wrong universe where he she actually says Jemmy Rebby, but we have memories of it from the other universe, and that's what Littlefinger says in this episode. Uh-huh. We're in the, we are in the Jemmy Rebby universe. Mm-hmm. Only us. And the rest of the people who think the show is good are in some other, like, Dothraki word. Yeah. Anyway. It is known. Um, so, Tychonosaurus is going to stay for a fortnight, and then her debt will be paid in full, um, which I guess is Highgarden, I guess, now, uh, which we'll talk about later. I mean, I guess the season's going to last a total of 14 days, then. Like, Yeah, it's good. Um, like, why so... do they keep doing this? Why do they keep specifically saying times and dates? Because none of it matters. Yeah, I remember when season, like, the su- season of Cersei's trial was, like, they were, three like, days in King's Landing? Tom- her trial is tomorrow, and it lasted, like, six episodes. Yeah. Anyway, what what else happened in this, in this show? So Tyrion and Jon are staring at water over a cliff now, and they, 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 like, they, I guess they think it's good if they can hang a lampshade on the shit that they've been doing for seven seasons, because they talk about how good Jon is at brooding. It's not good if you reference it and then still do it. Yeah, it's not. It's not good. So they're it both, shows that you know what you're doing. They both stare across the ocean, and then John's like, what are you doing brooding here? And then Tyrion's like, you always are better brooder than me. And, and then Tyrion's, Tyrion says, I'm, actually, I believe you about the Night King, because we're both the protagonists. And then John wants to leave, and Tyrion says, "Hey, you need to get to know Daenerys before she'll help you." And I know one way to loosen her up. And then um, Tyrion meets with Daenerys to talk about Dragonglass, mm-hmm. and she just like lets him have it for no reason. Yeah, because he does the same bullshit that he did in season six, where he was like, he was he was trying to pass. He was like a wise man once said that the dragons are good, and then Missandei's like. Oh, okay, I guess that's not you, and it actually was him, and he's very funny, and the only thing about Stannis is that he hates less, and he hates, he loves fewer, and that's the one thing about Tyrion Lannister, is he loves to assign quotes to himself. I can't believe we haven't gotten to the things I hated the most about this episode yet. There's a lot. Anyway. So yeah, there's a a scene about Daenerys, and she's like, hey, you should make sure you source your citations in your public speaking class. And then, um... Then she's she's like, hey, Tyrion, did you catch what um, Davos meant by John taking a knife to the heart? Um, and then he stopped, and we all stopped, and then we just moved on, and we didn't bring it up until just now? Mm-hmm. So then in the next episode, um, if this actually happens, I didn't read the spoilers, um, but in the next episode, Daenerys is going to be like, John, I heard you got stabbed in the heart. I'm going to need to see the scars all over your body, and then he's going to get naked, and then she's going to say, bazinga, and then they're going to 69 on the Iron Throne. 
I saw um I, the spoilers website I've been using has um just kind of been like bullet point things, and it's like this person does this, this person does that, blah blah blah. And mm-hmm. I found some uh, someone posted yesterday like an in depth version of like the guy who's allegedly seen all them, and there was something that happened. It's not until one of the last few episodes, but is I. It was the worst, like, you know how we joke about the opposite, people being the opposites of the characters from the books? Uh-huh. It was exactly that. Mm. A character saying totally the opposite thing of who they are. Anyway, wow. that's something to look forward to in, like, episode six or seven. I can't wait for Podrick to call Brienne my lady and then for her to behead him in front of everybody and then everybody claps. I great. just want to say Matt Trampling just tweeted, me, maybe I should remove unnecessary stressors from my life. Also me, plays the bad game Pokemon Go and watches bad show Game of Thrones. So, <laughs> spot on. I love Matt. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thanks Pro- so much. Protagonist of the show, Matt Trampling. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, let's, so let's, now... let's get this moving. Okay, so now Daenerys is looking off at the horizon, and Jon is also here, and he's looking off at the horizon. And Daenerys says, hey, Jon, I heard that you lost two brothers. So that would be Rob and Rickon. I assume. Which is, yeah, she, she it makes knows sense. that Bran is alive. Yeah. I don't see the problem. Yeah, of course. How? I mean, fucking John does, so maybe he mentioned it. Jesus. Whatever. Hey, why did Daenerys name a dragon Viserion if she has no fondness for her family? Remember when Daenerys named the dragon Drogon? It's a sucky name. It's pretty bad. I don't know if we, like... I I guess George did it, so... This is is my dog, Dag. take (laughs) Take it up with George, really, but... Yeah. This is my horse, horse. So, um, so they talk about Tyrion, and they say Tyrion's like talking. Tyrion likes talking. We don't all enjoy what we're good at. And then John says, "I don't enjoy what I'm good at," because he just does it for her pleasure. And then um, she allows him to mine the dragon glass, and that's it. I really hope he fucking goes down on her next episode, so we can stop talking about it. Yeah, because I've I don't know. I'm running out of like metaphors for Conolingus. <laughs> anyway, um, she says. She says you can mine the Dragonstone, so next episode, like, two million Night's Watch guys who don't exist will be there mining Dragonstone and, like, singing songs about it. <laughs> yeah, and then John's gonna rev up his tongue like a fucking lawnmower and then eat pussy, and it's gonna be great. <laughs> it's gonna be really good. No, 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 it's gonna be really good. It's gonna be good. Um, yeah. Alright, we gotta move on, because otherwise I'm just gonna, like, open up a thesaurus website and be like, ham wallet! <laughs> so... Okay, so at Winterfell, they're pushing hay around because now in Winterfell, um, this is the episode where they care about actually having supplies for a million people. Yes, for the first time ever in the history of the TV show Game of Thrones, the current ruler of, like, a castle is doing what they do. And And um, Sansa's, like, good at it, I guess? She's extremely capable more than anybody ever. And now knows about food shortages more than anybody else, and she knows how to make armor better yeah, than the she's armorers. Like, hey, should that armor have leather on it? And then Bronzion Royce, who's still here for some reason, is like, "Yeah, this shit is <laughs> like, His job is like the fighting man, and it's not like these are new. These guys at Winterfell are new. Uh, whatever. Not fighting man wear armor. What? Can I have my participation trophy? And it's good. Santa smiling serenely. <laughs> One leather. 
it's good to wear fur in cold. Smiling uh, serenely. So, um, so Littlefinger is with him balcony. And so little, he little, says, little go ahead. talking to Sansa, and he gives her some speech that was like a fucking, like, like a predictive text generator. <laughs> like, you, you plugged all of his speech, his, his dialogue from the whole show in, and this is what it spit out. And he says some shit... It's like, that's like, all all of your friends are enemies, and all of your enemies are friends, and all things are happening at once simultaneously. Uh, that really is like the reverse of ASMR. That's And that's what he says. And then Sansa says, like, you're stupid, and walks away, right? Yeah, I'm trying to find the exact quote, because it's just so fucking bad. Um, he's just saying words that we know. Show me the fucking... I think I found it. I think I found it. Good. Carry me through, Vulture. Come on. (laughs) Happening. Man, this is good radio. It is. Okay, so... One of... (coughs) Excuse me. One of two things will happen. Either the dead will defeat the living, in which case all of our troubles come to an end, or life will win out. And what then? Don't fight in the north. Or the South, fight every battle, everywhere, always, in your mind. Everyone is your enemy, everyone is your friend, every possible series of events is happening all at once. Live that way and nothing will surprise you. Everything that happens will be something that you've seen before. Everything is happening all at once is like the fucking expanding brain, but that's right. <laughs> so we had to All the time, brain. all the time. All the time, all the time. Activate 100% of your brain, Sansa, and become Lucy and yeah. type on two keyboards at once. A little finger fucking tapped into his gorilla mindset, and now he's, uh-huh. like, capable of doing anything because he sees all timelines at once. So, and also, I just, like, Littlefinger's fucking horrible. And they also, they used that line in the trailer. I don't want to gloss over that. They thought it was so good. That, that they, they put thought, it in the trailer for everyone to see and make them want to watch the show. That he said uh, things happen Every possible at series once. of events is happening at once. I mean, so, hey, I guess that would explain how everyone gets to places so yeah. quick. Oh, my right. Um, so Sansa, also in this scene, says that she knows Cersei better than anyone, actually. And she's like, do you think that I, like, like? Do you think that I, do you think the woman who killed my mom and my dad and my brother who I love, do I think, do you think I don't know how dangerous she is and how much I hate her in this episode? Because she admired, says, she admired he says, Cersei. He says, yes. Yeah, he says Bazinga, and then Bran is here. Oh yeah, someone's like Lady Lady Stark. Bran is here, and then uh, Mira Reed pulled Bran on a fucking sled. Like basically, <laughs> Sir, uh, Sansa runs, and like Mira's there, and she like throws her out of the way, and then hugs <laughs> hugs Bran, who shows absolutely no emotion whatsoever. It looks no joke, exactly like the I know that feel bro macro, where it's just like feel guy's face, completely emotionless, getting hugged. Like and it was it was shot like a joke, like it was funny. Hey, remember when Arya reunited with Hot Pie and then didn't care about it, and then it was explained away as like, oh, she's like losing her own self and like she's embittered by the war. Um, well, Bran is back and he's Doctor Manhattan now, and he doesn't even crack a smile when yeah, he sees Bran, his sister. Bran is Doctor Manhattan with his dick out on Mars, and then... yeah, Doctor Manhattan, and uh-huh. he has his dick out, and the start, but the Stark music plays and it's Full House music. Uh-huh. And um, so then, then they're sitting under like the weirwood tree, 
uh-huh. then Santa's like, wow, like, Bran, I can't believe, like, it's been so long, like, what happened to you? And he's like, I And then Bran, Robot Bran fucking expels some exhaust and says, I need to speak to John. I am the three-eyed raven now. And Santa's <laughs> like, I, I don't, like, I don't know what that means. And then, and then he says, says, I can't explain it. He says, it's very complicated. And then, Is it? And then Santa's like, you're, like, the Lord of Winterfell. Like, it should be you. And then Bran says, no, I am the three-eyed raven. I am the raven. And, um, you know, it's really easy to be like, hey, like, I football, learned how... Football! Football! <laughs> John Madden, John Madden. <laughs> A-U, A-U, A-U. <laughs> Bran sucks in the show, Jesus God. He's like, hey, um, so, um, I'm a warg, um, as all Starks are, and, um, I went beyond the wall, and I found this guy, and he trained me, and now I took over for him, because he was really old. Remember um, when Sansa asked where Hodor was? And, and, uh... Bran, how'd you get, how'd you get beyond the wall? And how'd you get, how did Mira carry, well, no, Hodor was with me. What happened to him? Who? <laughs> it's hard to explain. It's hard to explain. The thing, hey, remember when, um, the Three-Eyed Raven in the show, um, when he had to leave Bran, he was, like, on the verge of tears, and it was, he was emoting, and he was like, leave me! And it was, like, almost moving, even though it wasn't earned at all. Um... But now Bran has to be the fucking Dr. Manhattan with his dick out on Mars. Mm-hmm. Bran, Bran God Calculation Master. There you go. God, there, you go. there you go. There's, there's the post. Thanks. Uh, but Pop Pop Head Chop was very good, so I'm like... Um, thanks. I'm, I'm, I, still, I, made that, I made a Westerosi Claps post on Tumblr like three years ago, and that's the only one I remember. All right, let's, let's bring it back. Yeah, I called the Faceless Men like Chinny Chin Lifting Snatchers or something like that. <laughs> that's also good. That's pretty, that's a pretty good post. Um, um, so then, to prove his, um... Oh, yes, of course, to, the good part. So, so, so Sansa's like, I, like, you keep saying, like, the three-eyed raven, but I don't know what that means. And Bran is like, you looked very good in your wedding dress the night you were raped by Ramsay Bolton. So that's what he says to her. Yeah, like, it's bad on a lot of levels. The one that immediately bothered me was, like, this isn't... This isn't proof... Because all, all that he actually says is, I saw you in your white wedding dress. Yeah. He's Which like, is, you are so beautiful. And, the, like, the weirwood is in between them the whole time, and, like, you see the, the face on the tree and everything. So maybe the implication was accidentally, like, they what they thought they were doing was, oh, they had the wedding in front of the weirwood, so Bran saw out of the weirwood. But also he walked up and down the halls of the Tower of Joy. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, the implication is either, like, he was being extremely creepy and insensitive to, like, the night of his sister's rape, or they just retconned the entire way that it works. Woohoo, like, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Bran's not a character. Um, so, let's move on to something better. Jorah just got his grayscale cured. Jorah got... So, Jorah gets his grayscale cured in Jorah one get episode. Cured. In one episode... And the the way you cure grayscale is you just take it off. Take it off. So I I was thinking that the way it would eventually be revealed that it was it was cured is because the remember when Sam stole him father's ancient Valyrian blade and his father is out to war and Ooh. he doesn't care that it's gone. Anyway, I thought Sam would use that sword and like cut the grayscale off and like the Valyrian seal would have some type of like magic power in it that would like mm-hmm. like cauterize the wound or like do something. Instead, nothing happened. Jorah would have been Sam's Nisa Nisa. 
And that, that, um, that fucking sword. Ever since that day, my snakes have manifested <laughs> in my house physically because I constantly am waiting for it. I don't know if it'll ever come up again. I feel like it will. That Sam has a, his father's Valyrian seal ancestral blade, which he stole, and no one cares. It'll be on the previously on in the episode where it matters. Like, the same way that, like, Marcella didn't matter for an entire season, but then this previously on was all about her death. Like, when when they hit, like, episode 8 and they realize that they still can't have a big shooty dragon battle yet, you're like, oh, fucking, what, what is a sword? We did, I could try to do a sword conversation this episode. Randall gets sword. So, um, Jorah's cool big excuse, uh, like, when the maester's like, how did you just cure cancer? Like, fantasy cancer. And, um, Jorah's like, oh, I just rested. Yeah. Expecting the Archmaester to be- believe this. Um, anyway, Jorah, Jorah goes away, and then the Archmaester takes Sam into his office. He's like, I told you not to do that. And then Sam's like, yeah, I know, I just did what, I did what the book said. And then the Archmaester says, well, even though you dis- you disregarded my, you deliberately disobeyed me, Simba, but you showed, a, a, like, good effort. You showed him ambition, so initiative. 50 points to Gryffindor. 50 points now, to Gryffindor? You now, read a book? Now read these books and inscribe them. And then he's like, what, did you think there wouldn't be a punishment? And then Sam goes, oh man. Oh beans. Like, um, that would be Sam's abs- book Sam's absolute favorite thing to do. Yeah, he would be cranking his hog. Like, I get to make copies of old manuscripts? And I was like, oh, I can't kill Thin so, from here. So anyway, Grayscale is cured now, and Sam knows how to do it. Grayscale is cured. It. Hey, does the Citadel not care that they're harboring a man who was exiled from Westeros? They, it, it, no one told, they were too busy cheering for, like, <laughs> Yara being paraded through the streets of King's Landing to notice yeah. something like that. Everybody but the Archmaester went from the Citadel to King's Landing to clap. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the whole, yeah, as you said, the whole conversation is, um, hey, Sam, uh, the reason why you're not allowed to do that is because most people fail, and um, you could have and infected you, the entire if, Citadel yeah, easily. If you, if, if you fucked up, you would have gotten everyone grayscale. So You would have Library of Alexandria the entire history of Westerosi knowledge. Um, but good job. I'm proud of you. <sighs> What's that sword you have? Anyway, so we're back in Stannis' fucknasium. And- oh my god, are we really? Yeah, and Danny wants to go find Euron's thousand ships on Dragonback. I have no memory of this. And they lament, it doesn't matter, um, and they lament that Cersei will be prepared for their attack on Casterly Rock. So why are they doing it? Oh, is this when they talk about Tyrion's battle plan and it's framed like a joke? Yeah, it is a cool monologue. So, what did the, the, when they're like going up the walls, did that actually happen or was that him being like here's how it's gonna go down yeah it seemed like that but it happened i'm 99 percent sure because no one knows it was supposed like, to be like artsy and good like it's and it's like it's literally shot like a heist movie when they're like here's the plan like this guy's gonna sneak in through here yeah. he's gonna do this the skinny guy's gonna slip through the bars and the computer guy's gonna know why this is the voice i'm doing but hey yeah and then the boss 
Um, yes, but yeah, it's and, not like and, that. Like it's not when they're explaining the heist at the beginning of the movie. He's like, first we're gonna go into go. my secret door, and then they go into the secret door. But then what happens in the the actual heist is like it's different, and there's drama. Anyway, Tyrion's like, here's what so- what Cersei thinks is gonna happen, right? <laughs> and they're gonna storm the castle and climb up on the on the ladders. But what they don't know is, remember when I was. I was in charge of the latrines in Casterly Rock and never mentioned this until TV, season seven of the TV show. He says he the built them. He says he built the like sewer system of Casterly Nobody, Rock. Nobody, no Lannister had ever shit until yeah. Tyrion invented the toilet. And then they go in, he's like, I invented this hole specifically in the hopes of one day using a foreign army of eunuchs to take my ancestral home. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so that happens, and then they seal, they just, like sail through a tiny hole, and then they storm Castle yeah, Rock, which is just like a, sh- it looks like a shitty museum. Like, remember when they live on top of gold but don't anymore? Anyway, they one take- thing about the Unsullied, you gotta know, is that they love to fight in close quarters, and they're good at it. The thing the Unsullied are best at is storming the <laughs> castle and fighting inside closed corridors against <laughs> archers. That was the entire storyline of the last three seasons was that they couldn't defend Marine well because it was close quarters. But instead, they take a city, and then they take oh, it. And- oh, 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 did forget, did forget. That was completely justified, because one thing about the Unsullied you also gotta know is that they fight for personal reasons. Oh, yeah, uh, t- uh, Tyrion says, like, the guards at Casterly Rock have no loyalty to the Lannisters, but the Unsullied will be fighting for you, Khaleesi. They fight for love, Khaleesi. They fight it's- for who owns them. <laughs> like, Yeah, they, they, they all hit their spear butts against the ground, and they say, Khaleesi is so mega. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah. So then they take it, and then they kill, like, 12 guys, and then Grey Worm kills some guy, and he's like, "What? where's the rest of the people? And then you look over out at the castle, and fucking Euron Greyjoy and his entire fleet is there. Yeah, completely silently destroying their fleet. Like, there's... At some point, we were just like, timelines, whatever, but this is, like, this is ridiculous, right? Like, it's, he was uh, literally parading women through King's Landing in the first 20 minutes of the episode, and in the last 20 minutes, he's sailed around the entire country... And is attacking Casterly Rock. Not the country. The continent. The entire fucking continent. Yeah. The continent. Thanks, Kim. So you're um, into now? Yeah. <laughs> See? I have a what? belly full of black beans and I'm mad, mad, mad. <laughs> yeah, mad <laughs> <laughs> Fuck black beans. I wanted kidney beans. What's wrong with black Get beans? Get Kim kidney beans. Uh, Why do I gotta be black beans, Kim? Um, I'll get back to you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we then it's like Jamie immediately taking Highgarden with no challenge, right? Yeah. Hey, remember? Um, hey, remember? Hey, when the Lannisters wanted an alliance with the Tyrells for like four seasons because of how much food and soldiers they had and gold and money? Hey, remember how that was the entire thing? Remember that? Just how the entire was show, the entire show for at least two seasons. Anyway, now they take Highgarden without sieging it. They just run up and open the door and say, hello, it's me, Jamie Lyons. And they say, we're not warriors, please, stay away. And the people didn't defend good because they're not warriors, according to D or D, whoever the fuck. You know, like, the soldiers? (laughs) Hey, David, does the Reach have any soldiers? Oh, well, uh, the Tyrells aren't known as fighters, even though one of them is, I guess in the books, one of them is a Kingsguard and leads an assault on Dragonstone. Uh, but one of them, who doesn't exist in our world, he has a bad leg. 
Hey David, what if what if John got a squire named Ollie? What if <laughs> Can we not talk about Ollie? Do you remember Ollie? This is this fucking sucks. They just write <laughs> like they High High Garden looks like it's fucking like one of those escape rooms is what it's decorated like and they go in there mm-hmm. and then Jamie just walks in and goes to Elena who's there. Like um, there's just like I can't take any of this seriously because the just things just happen. Yeah, they they said in the inside of the episode well um you know, we since since the Tyrells aren't warriors, even though they're literally the reason that they won the Battle of the Blackwater and the entire reason since season two that the Lannister Tyrell are, are alliance has been a thing. Um, we thought it would be better to just like not show it and just get right to the meat of everything. Like, and even just have... if the Tyrells aren't warriors, like Olena Tyrell is not a warrior, but her fucking soldiers would be trained properly. Like. Yeah, but the only way to be a warrior is to be a badass like fighter. You know, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Hey, what if I was thinking? What if what if High Garden was um a garden where you grew weed? Hey Kim, what if High Garden was a garden where you grew weed? I thought that's what it was. Work of the week. Whoa! And then, cause then, cause okay, so under High Garden is there are caches of weed, and then Cersei's confiscating it because under her is uh, King Land- King's Landing is wildfire. And then she's going to toke blunts, and then that's how it's going to be peaceful in Westeros, because everybody's going to have secondhand weed smoke and be calm. I like it. I think that's what George has been planning all along. I think that's what George has been planning. Anyway, uh, the fucking 12 Lannisters or whatever who marched south to Highgarden in one single episode after Jamie got a fucking, got sloppy toppy from his sister, they (laughs) go all the way down to Highgarden, and they take the castle immediately. And then Jamie walks in and he's like, hey, it's you, Olena. Um, I'm gonna dr- have you drink poison water because I'm not gonna murder you. And she says, okay, I killed your son. Ow, oof, bone hurting juice. And then <laughs> she dies. <laughs> it was bone hurting juice. She, she like chugged the bone hurting juice. Oh man, what a funny meme. And, it, uh, and she says, oh, by the way, I killed Joffrey. And then Jamie is, like, mad about his son, who he never cared about until the show decided he had to. Who does Jamie think killed Joffrey? Oh, because he doesn't think Tyrion did it. Right. But he never brings up Sansa doing it. Right. Who? So, also, yeah, right. And nothing the only, until it's time. The only thing him. that's good, all the time, all the time, the only thing that was good um, was the that, like, a cool remix of the Reigns of Castamere was playing over the scene. Mm-hmm. And like, I was that, I was that gif of Jay-Z where he's looking distraught but bobbing his head still. That was me the entire <laughs> oh, scene. Are, the, are we supposed to think the Lannisters are good? I mean, they're the main characters. Like, no joke, that's exactly how D&D see it. Um, yeah, that's the episode. Hey, why did Elena leave for Highgarden? How did she get back to Highgarden? She walked. Oh, okay, yeah. Cause um, she's, she's very old and can do something like that very easily. Yeah, she's badass. Um, mm. So, okay, so High Garden in this episode is the place with all of the supplies. It's the Reach. That actually, that is actually yes. Um, but it can easily be taken at any time by her enemies. So why didn't Cersei just do this five years ago? And the, the, script, the script didn't say um, that happened yet. Yeah, yeah. 
Hey, remember when um, the Tyrell forces won the Blackwater and directly led to their ascension, and then uh, Garland Tyrell wore Renly's armor? And um... who? Oh, sorry. I just I entered a fugue state for twenty seconds. Um, this is a good episode. Good episode. Where are we? Um, James said. Uh, yeah, my last note is. No, there's a couple more things I have to complain about. Sorry. Okay. Um. Oh, also the the sword's called Widow's Whale. Widow's Whale. Um, yeah. Um, so Jamie, who's in love with his sister, says that, um, like, she's, he's explaining, like, his sister, who he loves and he loves to fuck, um, is good. Mm-hmm. And he's like, when Cersei's built a peaceful world, do you really think people will wring their hands over the way that she built it? His name's the, hey, his whole thing is that he's the Kingslayer, and it's that he did a good thing, but in a bad way that isn't honorable, and, like, people, uh, people, like, hate him for it. So basically he's saying when Cersei takes over the world... And I fuck my sister, who give a care. Yep. And, like... It's good. So, like, this, I guess it has implications for Tyrion, but, like, it won't. And, um... Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's all I have. Org of the Week. Org of the Week. Hey, Kim. Org of the Week! Thank you. That was good. Um... Okay, so, you know, I was thinking about how in the show they made the change where Tyrion created the bowels of Casterly Rock. I was like, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so, hear me out. Um, I don't like when you start. It picks up. It picks up. Tyrion created the bowels of Casterly Rock, and he made a hole in it, which ultimately doomed the castle. We saw that in this episode. That's exactly what he did to his dad. So there were bowels. He made a hole in his dad's bowels, which doomed him with a crossbow. Exactly what he did. So what I'm trying to say is, um, the great lords of Westeros um, warg their homes, um, and whatever happens to the home happens to the lord also. Home Wargers is my favorite HGTV show. It's a good show, and the Property Brothers are there. Think about it. Are There's... the Property Brothers wargs? I mean, yeah. Have you ever seen both of them in the same place? No. <laughs> so there must think about the the stark thing the stark saying it's there, there must, must always, always be a stark in winter in winterfell it's not there must always be a person who lives a, in a stark it. at winterfell think of it it's 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 tywin lord of the house lannister not tywin who lives in the house that belongs to the lannister he's of the house okay and, and, I mean, think about it. For, I'll give you another example because, well, I mean, I have examples. But we never hear that, like, there must be a Tyrell in Highgarden because the difference is that Starks are wards. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why that saying makes sense. Um, so John is Lord of Winterfell, right? Yes. Um, he, at least he was, before, like, at the time of this theory. Um he, he became Lord of Winterfell almost immediately after he was resurrected. Just like Winterfell and its crypts, think about it, John is alive, but underneath he's dead. Uh-huh. Just like, and then, like, think, like, why can't Bran be Lord of Winterfell? Because he's the Three Eyed Raven, so he can't just warg one house. He's warging all of them. It's just like the movie Her, and that's why it's complicated, because he's warging all of the houses. And it doesn't mean that he doesn't love the stars, but he's, he's in a relationship with all of the houses. And. Olena in Highgarden. She was infected with Lannister poison just as the Lannisters infected her castle. Mm-hmm. So, so Lord, High, Grey Lords of High Houses, they work in other houses, and what happens to the house happens to them. I think that's confirmed. It seems pretty confirmed to me. On, on the questions? 
Yeah, do we have them? Yeah. <laughs> Got a bunch of them. Yeah, hey, thanks. Uh, okay, so, wait, I got a sneeze coming on. I went away. What if Elena Torrell became the leader of the White Walkers and had to fight her own Marjorie? <laughs> Not, luckily, that, that seems to have passed. Terrific. Uh, I, 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 I laid down the law. <laughs> um, if you have a question, you can email us at postgot at gmail.com or send us an ask on our Tumblr page, uh, postgameofthrones.tumblr.com. I think that's it. Anyway, we st- we're going to start with this one from a uh, Tumblr user, Ape of Naples. And this is this is a song, and I don't know what it is, so I'm assuming it's the Mountain Goats. Okay. So, so I'm going to send this to you on on Skype, <laughs> you know. Okay, I guess it's uh, good. Yeah, it's the Mountain Goats thing. Okay, mm-hmm. so I, I, I'll just say it, I guess. Okay, so the, who is this from? Uh, Tumblr user, Ape of Naples. Okay. The most remarkable thing about you holding the doorway is that it's you, and that you're holding the doorway, and you smile as I walk twice into your head, and you're frozen to death by the living dead. <laughs> I flash back and point out who's standing there, 40 miles from the wall, this is nowhere, warging to Hodor. That's so good. The white shine as they cross the magic boundary line, warging to Hodor. It's so good. It's going to Georgia. It's a Mountain Goat song. That um, makes me want to listen to the Mountain Goats more than anything like I've seen a, previously. It's a great, great band. Um, yeah, uh, the song has pretty bad implications, but it's a good song. Um, so thank you for that. That's the first time I've smiled in 24 hours. <laughs> Tumblr user Tremampoline asked a question. If ravens travel instantly in this world... And <laughs> what, only... hours are, what hours is Tim Hortons open? And I need just, poutine. Just, just fucking wait. And all news is thus known instantly by all characters as soon as it's on screen, then couldn't characters that can't teleport, like Varus and Littlefinger, just grab onto the little raven talons and fly like in Pokemon? Send tweet. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that. I don't think that's, like, a hidden move. Like, Pikachu doesn't. It's a mouse. Um, yeah, I don't... Squirtle. I don't remember any of that ever happening, ever. I mean, maybe it's, like, a show and a manga thing. There's, like, manga, excuse me. There's, like, differences. Um, we got some... We have some hot tea. Hmm. From Tumblr user Cosmemer. Okay. And... This begins, Hi, it's Sarah from Northern Ireland here, whom Eddie played D&D with the other day. That happened. And I have some few stories from the set about how the show is bad that I thought you might like to hear. Mm. Mm. So I live near the Castle Black set and have most stories from that. One, my parents have a piece of that set in the house because we got to go visit it before season one aired. My dad's mate was working there. And when we got there, it had been blown into pieces because HBO didn't quite understand that Northern Ireland has weather. So there were pieces of fake wall everywhere, and we stole some bits of polystyrene. It was cool. We didn't know what the castle was for at the time. (laughs) Cool! Number two. I have a mate, Craig, who is a prominent extra in the Night's Watch. He says that all the guys who play Night's Watchmen have the same taste in music. Basically, every metalhead in Northern Ireland is guaranteed a a job on Game of Thrones. This is absolutely no exaggeration. Anyway, all the Night's Watch people love each other a lot, except for Kit Harrington, who no one likes. He's a massive dick and has to stand on a box for dialogue scenes because he's so short. Hey, did you say massive dick and a box in the same sentence? Because next episode, um, he's going to uh, stand on Daenerys' box with his tongue. 
Uh, I got a little more here. Uh, uh, this was this was sent in like that was those were sent in in a chunk, and this came in at a later date. Uh, so today I found out Daenerys is going to come in in a later date. Via Northern Irish Game of Thrones production gossip that the list of people who hate the TV show Game of Thrones includes David Benioff, who apparently just wants it off of his hands because it's taken up to 10 years of his life and he just wants to be rid of it so he can make the racist show instead. I mean, I believe it. I definitely believe it. Yeah, because they haven't spoken about anything with passion, even on the behind the episode scenes. Mm -hmm. they, They stammer more than I do talking about it they're just like cersei is uh she's uh she's evil and uh she's a measure of revenge it's weird how making a show with like no moral value or like themes or anything that isn't originally your like characters or setting weird how that might just like burn you out after a while of just making making 70 hours of just meaningless tripe uh Friend of the show, Tumblr user Fuck Warlock asked a question. This just says Nisa Nisa Lightbringer Coach. It's so good. It's very good. Thank you. I, I miss Yaddy Yaddy Boys. I can't. Please. Get four weeks. Please go so we can watch. Yeah, we're almost again. halfway there. Um, Let's see. What do we got here? Uh, <laughs> Tumblr user Mojito Castle asked a question. And this is this is in like um like funny green green text, you know? Okay, yeah. From the, it, yeah. Says, it says, Jamie's still being lo- in love with Cersei, everyone knowing it. Yep. Yeah. And it doesn't matter, because it was, nothing matters. It was, it goes, it's even more than the Tyrell having no warriors thing. Like, that's the show. The show is John Aaron trying to find out about the incest, and then he gets, he gets killed. The whole thing is it's a show about that, like, illegitimate child, and then it becomes a story about rightful inheritance. Remember? Yeah, and that's the whole, like, conflict is, like, who's the rightful claimant. Anyway, nothing matters, because we need to see a, a dragonfly and... Because uh, if uh, anybody crosses Cersei, then she'll just blow up the church again. Uh, Tumblr user... Oh, God. Tumblr user Chie Sadonaka has asked uh. a question. We got a trifecta here. Um, <laughs> this one says, Hey, what if Drogon smoked a huge blunt and his name was Lady Stoneheart? That'd be pretty good. Okay, uh... <laughs> moving on. Delete this message. Uh, <laughs> what if Danny... What if Danny got grayscale because of the script? How would Jon Snow take care of it before chowing down on that bento box? Um, okay, so if Jon was trying to make a deposit into his aunt's ham wallet, but it was too hard because of grayscale. Mm-hmm. Um, if he wanted to yodel into his aunt's canyon, um... <laughs> If he wanted to trim his aunt's hedges, and he couldn't because of Tumblr grayscale. User, if you wanted, uh, wanted to drink from the furry cup. Last and, question here, it says, what if it was called Casterly Cock? Yeah, that's good. What were we talking about? Um, Tumblr user Boatsex asked a question. <laughs> uh, this says, why do Peter and Danny bother with all their speeches when none of them make sense? They're just there to sound cool in trailers, but just sit awkwardly in the middle of conversations. This is fundament- This is another fundamental problem that I have. First of all, Daenerys and Davos only talk like they're delivering lines for a trailer. Um, but also, it just... This is why I didn't feel anything for like Sansa and Jon's reunion last year. Because there's no... Nothing that follows ever matters. Because these aren't characters who will like do things together. Like Tyrion and Daenerys met, and it was like, whoa, cool, they met, and then... 
Tyrion like explains to Daenerys what perpetuity means in this episode. Wow, cool. Wow, can't wait, can't believe I watched 70 hours for that. We have, whoa. Okay, so we got more more stuff from best friend of the show, Ape of Naples, on Tumblr. This is a work of the week. Oh, okay. Let me lay, let me lay this one on you. Let me just throw that old one ugh, into the garbage. Okay, that was, Ty- that was Tyco, a bad one. Tycho Nestoris showed up in this episode despite seemingly having no connection to the plot. Uh-huh. Why was this? The answer is that in an attempt to take control of Westeros, wargs from the Free Cities have warged every major character in Westeros starting sometime in Season 4. This is why nobody has had consistent characterization since then, since they're all foreign wargs trying not to alert the wargs of rival factions. The reason, Ty- the reason Tycho Nestor showed up now is that since Danny is in Westeros, she can be warged. So oh, shit. Iron, so the Iron Bank sent out their best agent. This explains how Missande had to keep saying Danny's name to help remind Tycho, and why Danny or John both had no idea how feudal society works, since Bravos is a free city. Uh-huh. The SOC work theory extends even north of the wall. There's no way of explaining how neither Bran or Sansa were able to understand or explain the idea of an inherited title, one of the foundational concepts in a feudal society. However, if Bran and Sansa were both from free cities, they would be much less familiar with the concept. And that's, and that's why Melisandre said to Varys that they both have to stay and die in Westeros, because then their corpses can be warged. And Melisandre's from the free cities, and wouldn't it be funny if she referred to her boobs as her free titties, because that's where she's from. And I just thought of that joke as I was talking. Third thought, improv, confirmed. Uh, Tumblr user 0000-0000 asked, What does Rickon Stark do? I literally don't know. Who? No one seems to know. Whomst? Whomst? Um, okay. He's on Unicorn Island. It's good. I'm gonna... gonna, Oh, that was a burp. Uh, I'm gonna dig through the, uh, the anonymous pile here. Uh, most of the stuff we kind of talked about in the episode. So, um... Hey, remember when Baelish told Booksansa that he had hidden more than enough food to last the winter in the Vale? If only he was in the show. Hmm. Um, mad, most of the time I can view the show without it truly, truly making me mad or upset, because it's so far removed from the source material that it just doesn't matter. But very occasionally we get something like Indira Varma's amazing acting in her last scene, despite her shitty material nearly everywhere else. Do you boys have any good acting moments from the last few seasons that make you mourn for the adaptation we deserved? P.S. I recently started watching Futurama because of you guys. It's very good. Don't watch the last, like, three seasons. Before I get iPad. After the movies. Don't watch after the movies. You don't even gotta watch those, honestly. Yeah, you don't. I mean, Bender's Big Score's alright. Bender's Big Score is fine. It's good. Um, like, mm-hmm. I, I can't, off the top of my head, pick one because I'm so concentrated on how much I don't like everything else. Yeah, it's like, I'd, I don't know, I remember liking the Edmure tent scene with Edmure and Jamie until Jamie, like, started talking about how he wanted to eat his sister's box. Yeah. Um, like, I, I thought it was cool that the Three-Eyed Raven emoted that one time. Um, Oberyn was three seasons ago. Mm-hmm. He ate some berries. I, mean, I guess I guess I liked Oberyn, but I don't know. I liked Oberyn, he was good. I have one. Yeah? A good acting moment? Yeah. When Hodor holds the door. Oh, it was so good. It was really good. He had to be a strong boy. Yeah, him hold that old door. He was forced hold, to do it, and it was him good. Him hold Hodor. 
Uh, last question comes from Tumblr user Cheeseart, who asks, three to the one to the one to the three, I want the good girl but need the bad pussy. Thank good you night. for listening to Post Game of Thrones. Um, <laughs> Patreon.com slash Post Game of Thrones. iTunes, give us a review. Some squirts pillowing yeah. on things. Yeah, I'm bro. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, GOT to go. Lasagna. Keep on chewing. Sonic the Hedgehog. the Hedgehog. Less than seven days. You all just got a phone call from the ring, and it says seven days. In seven days, John's going to... What's another? Hang on. I'm Googling cunnilingus euphemisms. Cunnilingus euphemisms. Found one from... Blow some tunes. He's going to blow some tunes into his aunt's pussy. Thank you for listening. Happy shitting. Happy shitting.